I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I'd like to ask your help. The people in the cheaper seats, clap your hands. And the rest of you, if you just rattle your jewelry. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to the pod of thunder and rock and roll and... Speaking of rock and roll, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Duff McKagan gets us going with the patented joke of the week. Hey, Chris Jericho, this is Duff McKagan calling you from uh, a, a gas station here in the beautiful San Gabriel Valley. I, uh, I was uh, heard on the radio uh, this woman went to uh, court. She was in court for killing her husband with a guitar. And the judge, you know, said to her, okay, well, first offender? And she goes, no, first with a Gibson, then a Fender. Thank you very much. That's a little bit of a muso joke right there. you got to be a musician to understand it. Uh, a Fender is a type of a guitar, and a Gibson is a type of a guitar. So there you go. Uh, thanks, as always, to Duff McKagan of the uh, Stadium Touring Act, Guns N' Roses, and, of course, Walking Papers, his other band, for never missing a joke of the week, especially since he's super busy rehearsing for the Guns N' Roses' upcoming summer tour, uh, headlining the Download Festival, amongst other stadium and arena shows. Festival's always got such an amazing lineup. Fozzie played there last summer. We're playing Bloodstock this summer. We'll start uh, touting all of those dates coming up soon, as well as the next... Uh, uh, leg of the Judas Rising tour, which starts in Atlanta, August 24th, and goes all the way to the end of September, ending off in, I believe, Fort Lauderdale. So all those dates will be coming up very, very soon. Lots of good rock and roll to come. And speaking of good rock and roll and great rock and roll, Charlie Benante from Anthrax is back. Uh, for Beatles Benante, talking uh, all things Beatles. And this time we're joined by fellow Fab Four fanatic Sammy Zayn from the WWE. We've got three more Beatles albums up for discussion. We each picked one. I chose Beatles for Sale. Charlie picked Magical Mystery Tour. And Sammy, uh, by default, opted for Abbey Road. You'll hear why coming up. We break down the songs, the performances, name our favorite and least favorite songs in each record, share all kinds of trivias and stories about the Beatles. So let's get to it. It's with the Beatles. Beatles Benante featuring Sammy Zane coming up right here on Talk is Jericho. This is 
funny because two of my favorite podcasts, we've been doing this for three years, two, two of my favorite podcast guests, one is Charlie from Anthrax, one is Sammy from WWE. Hello. Always talking about Beatles, Charlie and I. Always, always. And Sammy and I have discovered we have a very uh, huge connection in music. And the last time Sammy was on my show, we had another guy from the WWE and the show was called The Power of Music. And just how when you meet somebody that likes the same band as you, you automatically become friends. You bond. You bond. So today, Charlie, Sammy, and I are doing Beatles Bonante Part 2. And we will bond. And you guys bond. You guys we've met, never met. Yeah, the first time met today, a few minutes ago. Over the, uh, over the love of the Beatles. Yes. Which is always, uh, you know, like when you find huge Beatles fan, there's a lot of them, but there's not as many in this day and age as there probably was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's a universal thing, of course. You can meet someone in Japan who's a complete Beatles nut, and you mm -hmm. immediately have that bond with them, too. I often find that with people, they uh, sometimes they'll differ in the way that they approach that Beatle kind of fandom type of thing. You know, someone will gravitate more towards the John yeah, side yeah. of things. Someone just go for the Paul. Mm -hmm. You know, you've obviously been a fan a long time. So yeah. I mean, I find this for myself. Do you find there's times when you start gravitating more towards one and than the other, or do you kind of switch? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, because I feel like. Few years ago, I was more of a Paul guy. Nowadays, I'm feeling a little bit more, a little more Johnish. So well, it, and it's I funny. Never, and I never really like. I always loved George, but then Charlie pointed out how cool George is. Right? You you said he'd be the cool guy at the party, right? Charlie's yeah. cool. Yeah. Charlie's yeah. yeah. cool. Because everybody wanted, you know, oh, Paul's the cool guy, John's the cool guy. But then all the cool people would go to George's side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's so cool about George? I think once that movie came out, that uh, Living in the Material, the Scorsese yes. documentary. You haven't seen it yet? Have you no, seen not it? yet. But you told me actually that he. His album, when they all went solo, mm -hmm. is the biggest, most successful of, of, of all Actually, of them, no, right? Ringo's was the highest Ringo's. selling. Really? Well, Ringo's wow. had the biggest hits. Yeah. Which is crazy. When, their first, when, when, the, first, when the yeah. first four came out. But see, here's another thing. My cousin and I went and saw Ringo get into the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago, which I thought was much deserved and, and, and long overdue, and went through a little Ringo phase. Like, what a great, and maybe not so much his songs where he's singing, but just listening to his drumming, which... He's a good can, singer. He's, 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 I think he's, he's a good singer. He's a, he's a serviceable singer with personality. Yeah. Well, right. that's, that's, all, right. that's all that matters. He's like Ozzy or Dylan or right. something like that. He can't know? get up and just belt it out. Right, But right. he can do a version of Ringo that, that's just like, who, could, who else could does. sing Yellow Submarine? Right. He's made that his song. Thank you. That's you know, what I that, mean about Ringo. That's his tune, you know. Yeah. And even even with we've discussed this, and we'll, we'll discuss this more with the albums we're going to talk about today. But his drumming, you listen yeah. to the Lars podcast. I said Lars, you're the Ringo of heavy metal, R meaning Ringo slash Lars. But Ringo plays the best part mm -hmm. for the song. Yeah, yeah. Not the most uh, in your face or dynamic, but his fills and his 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 shuffle beats. And I think that's the genius of the Beatles. Overall, though, is like everything is it's not overdone. It's not gratuitous. It's just right for the song. What's everything? For the yes. Song. And it's yeah. sometimes very simple, but there's a genius in that simplicity. Sure. You know? sure. But that got pulled. I think that type of thing got pulled apart during the White Album era. As far as the simplicity of it? No, I think maybe getting tired of Paul saying to play it this way. Right. And then maybe everybody was just like, Fuck, I'm doing it the way I want. Mm -hmm. Sloppy. I don't care. Yeah, so yeah, confirm or deny this, but I heard actually, you know, he had a falling out with the band Ringo did around the White Album. He did. And he left the band. For two weeks. And the first two tracks on the White Album. <laughs> well, that's never been really <laughs> Right? Dear Prudence and Back in the USSR, apparently it's Paul drumming. 
I've also heard Has that, that been confirmed? I've also heard that on Why Don't We Do It in the Road that's Paul doing everything on that. There's pictures of Paul behind the kit. Playing the kit, right? Yeah. I was thinking about this as I was listening to the albums that we're going to talk about. Is, 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 you know, you'd hear about, like, for example, Kiss in the late 70s and even in the 80s. You never, like now, as, as musicians, they've basically said everybody played everybody's parts. We weren't really even too sure who played on what, who was on bass. It wasn't always Gene. Sometimes it was Paul. Sometimes it was Bruce Kulick. Sometimes it was Bob Kulick. Bob Kulick. Sometimes Anton Figg played all the drums. I think with the Beatles is the same where they don't even know for sure who played on what. Interesting. And you can see that on an anthology when you watch the three of them do the interview. They're like, did you play bass on Hey Jude right. or was that me? It's like, I think I was on piano. I'm not really too sure. Because <laughs> well, there was some time that That's amazing. Today. These timeless classics that we all obsess over. We're doing a podcast yeah. over it. No, they don't even know. Who played on because it. Because Paul had to play piano on a song, so George would play bass. Right. And John would play guitar. Probably guitar, yeah. I think that even on the All You Need Is Love, that video they did, I think George might be on bass. Or John's no, on bass. I think that's Paul on bass. There's a bunch of stuff that's so going him. on. <laughs> yeah. That's such that's a Paul true. bass. That's true. That's true. <laughs> But so we we did the last the last Beatles Benanti, which was um, we did Abbey Road and we did Help and we did Rubber Soul. Yeah. And I think we both chose one and then met in the middle. So right. today we're gonna do part two and the three albums we chose were Beatles for Sale, Magical Mystery Tour, which was your choice. Yeah, that's great. And Abbey Road, which I think I chose for sale, you chose Abbey Road uh, yeah. Mystery. Mystery. And we agreed on Abbey Road. And then we brought Sammy and I felt bad because we already chosen three. And Abbey Road is my favorite album. Chosen, so it's, I would have chosen Abbey okay. Road anyway. Is it really? That's yeah. Cool. Good. So so it is ipso facto your choice. Perfect. Yes. It's funny, last last summer we were in we were doing festivals in Europe and I took her with me and then we had a day off. And I took her to Abbey Road. Mm. And we did the walk. Yeah. How great <laughs> is that? Yeah. And just like I wanted to explain it to her that this is where it all comes yeah happens. yeah iconic that, this, that, yeah it's... this place this building transformed music right forever you know this is the place to right this here. day there's a band that we toured with we took on tour in england called the dirty youth and they're up and coming and they're recording their new record in abbey road i'm super jealous like yeah recording in abbey road like still has uh, it's like training and wrestling in Calgary. Right, it's right. It's still got this <laughs> Yes, yes, like, yes, yes. You know? It's funny. I did the Abbey Road thing, too, a couple of years ago. And, Sam, you got to take a trip the next time you're in London. Just oh, I've done it. I've done it. done it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it, it's not as big it's as you It's busier think. than you'd think, it's very too. busy. It's hard to get the picture. It's not closed well, off. No, um, Those cars are zipping Yeah, they're the road, zipping by. You know? The first time I was there was probably about 15 years ago, maybe uh-huh. longer than that. And I went for the tour of maybe doing something there. And... The A studio was still functioning, as you know. And I remember walking down the stairs and just getting this chill over yeah. me, man. Just that big like, open room and just the window. Yeah, down. <laughs> we're talking about walking across the street, though. Like the Admiral yeah, yeah, album yeah, that's cover, it, right? Because yeah. like I think there's probably some dudes that live like they have to drive past there every day. Yeah, and, and see deal these with tourists. Oh tourists. my god! And everybody yeah, right. tries to walk across the street with the straight arms to get the walking. It's yeah. really hard. It's hard. It's really hard. They were just walking. Yeah. They weren't like doing like a tin soldier march or anything like it's that. It's really hard to get that stride down though. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and the flow of traffic. <laughs> yes, it's it's <laughs> delicate. I uh, I have I, one decent one and it's at night. It's not the same. I in the fine <laughs> tradition, it's not the same. Wore a suit with no uh, shoes. shoes. Oh, <laughs> cool. That's cool. Which was totally cool until I stepped in a big pile of bird shit at the end. <laughs> I was standing on the side with one hand, one uh, foot up, <laughs> scraping the poop off of my uh, foot. But yeah, that's the well, I hope it was a blackbird. <laughs> yeah, nice. It was a bluebird. Well, I'm, I'm Blue Jay. Way. Blue Jay, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the first album today on uh, Beatles Benante 2 
Maybe we'll call it with uh, with the Beatles Benante. We oh, that's not that bad. Name. Yeah, yeah, or Beatles Benante for sale. But it's Beatles for sale, which came out December fourth, nineteen sixty four. Wow. So this is like real early on in the career when they were putting out two albums a year. Yeah, every six the months they would. Just... Yeah, because Hard Day's Night was also in nineteen sixty four. Wow. So, um, and we were talking about how it's a little bit of a different album from the previous ones. Yeah, you I think the effects, the effects on them were starting to show, of course. Of Beatlemania? Beatlemania. Right. And I think prior to that, you had songs all about holding hands and she loves you and all my loving. And then on this album, you have songs like, you know, No Reply, mm -hmm. Babies in Black. I'm, I'm a loser. I'm a yeah. loser. <laughs> and things are turning. Uh, what I noticed, too, is... Um, those are John, are those all John songs. Those he was all, always the more depressed the, of the. Well, then that kicks off with a triple shot of yeah. John, John depressed. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a loser. What is it? I'm a loser. Babies uh, in black. A uh, babies in black. It's, it's no reply. No reply. And, and babies in black. And the, I, and the cover, they all just look kind of like <laughs> tired. Yeah. And I think the famous story is that George was super sick. Yeah. Uh, he had bad throat yeah. or pneumonia or something. So on the cover, he looks really He's sick. sick. Yeah. He just looks like shit, basically, you know. But like you said, this is when the Beatlemania thing was kind of sucking sucking them in. So what's the album that comes out right after this? Is it Revolver or Rubber Soul? No, no. After this one, I think it's, maybe uh, Help. Uh, uh, yeah, Help. Is oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, two, yeah. It's the two movies. Yeah, exactly. It was Hard Day's Night before it. Right. Then Beatles for Sale, then Help afterwards. And Help. So, Basically, screaming same for help, thing. right? <laughs> same thing. So, really, you see exactly what you're saying there. That transition, yeah. like but this is got, getting a little overwhelming, you know. And you exactly. got to think how quickly that happened because this is 1964. They came over in '64, basically, right in February, right? In February of '64, so it's freezing mm -hmm. here in America, mm -hmm. especially New York, and America is still getting over the Kennedy mm -hmm. uh, assassination. So things are kind of crazy here yeah. still. And then these guys came and basically changed made people happy again brought excitement to our country well and that's why i think you'll never see and we've discussed this too sam you'll never see another band like this because they came at the right possible time where the country was down it was something completely different and now it's something completely you different can't, yeah where, where you had never the world really is simply not the same type it's where it's not the same place you can't i just don't think anybody can do anything to achieve this well, kind yeah, of stardom right, right, right. anymore, you know? Just the way they came over with the way the, co the country was. Yeah, time and society. Yeah, you're as right. Whole, you're right. To where everything they did became, you know, if they wore a, a plaid shirt, right. suddenly there'd be 20 million plaid shirts sold. Yeah. Right. You know, that was kind of their thing. So, um, but we're talking about uh, uh, the record, how it is darker. Um, still a lot of covers, though. They did a lot of covers in the early years. Yes, this is them kind of phasing it out because I think after this on Help, I'm not sure there's well, any. It's all original. It might be their last album yeah. with a lot of covers on yeah. it, which was filler because they were doing so many records. Right, at the time, right, right. But I also heard that they went back to the Hamburg days on this record and just were more of a rock and roll type mm -hmm. band and just bringing the covers again. And George was singing on some, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think that probably timing wise, they didn't have the time to write as many songs as they would have. You know, they were touring a lot, just everywhere. Yeah, yeah, gone. And they had to basically, they were saying, like, so much press and so much stuff going on, they would just hide, like, in a room. Hide in the bathroom. In the bathroom, the four of them <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> like, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, nowhere right? else to go. And let's talk about just, just briefly. How many girls do you think were getting brought in and out of those rooms? Oh, probably crazy. Well, see, and it, we've discussed this, but I don't, for me, the, it's, it's shocking that there's not more dirt on them. 
Well, like you never, I don't know. I, yeah, I know quite a bit about the Beatles, but I still don't know about any of the dirt with the girls and the drugs really and whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's good. really tightly. But there's got to be Beatles there's babies from be. that era. There's but but you would think that they would be coming out. Like, obviously, if a dude looks like Lennon or McCartney, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty specific. Pulls me right? father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, I mean, I just love that. And we talked about that one guy, Jimmy Nichols, was uh, yeah. when Ringo had tonsillitis. He replaced uh, the, uh, Ringo for like 10 days on a Holland right, you told tour. me this, and they just did an article with him. Well, first of all, I said it ruined his life because he could never get another gig. It was like the biggest time of his life for ten days, and then he was done. But he said that he was known as a as a coxman and as a partier and as a as a drinker. And he said those guys blew him out of the water. He said, "I thought I was a, a bad." Yeah, man. I don't know. I never. Guys, you never see that side of him. It. You know, you never heard, never about, heard it. about it. And the thing about the Beatles too is like every time you see a performance back then, dude, these guys are always on ten. And they couldn't even hear themselves. They even hear They're themselves. still locked yeah. in. Like when Paul would sing that part in uh, in Babies in Black, you know, he comes in. Oh, with that. Yeah. oh yeah. That when they play that, I want to say it's at Shea Stadium, right? They do that at Shea Stadium. What yeah. a strange choice. I think so. Man, yeah. that's awesome. That it. that might be my favorite song as far as like John Paul harmony together. Mm-hmm. That's man, awesome. it's amazing. Well, when that part comes in, it's just like oh, it's just the harmony. The harmonies on that whole album. Because I re-listened to the album. I haven't listened to it in a while, and then I we, I knew we were doing this discussion, so I listened to it recently, even on the way here, and I was like, my God, the harmonies on this album. Well, it's some of their, it's some like between Paul and John, especially. That's so good. I always got into, you know, I've been through this later Beatles period. And then we did the, the first one, Charlie, when I think you chose, it was Hard Day's Night, right? Wasn't yeah, it? Hard yeah, Hard Day's Night. I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice. Like, okay. And then you realize, like, early Beatles is just as good as later Beatles. Yeah. Except yeah. Later Beatles gets the, the steam because right. of the psychedelia of it. Yeah. Right. And the, They're more viewed as artists. Yes. They're artists now, sure. you know, but they were. They were they were they were they writing were, these songs at what 21, 22, and they're genius songs. Oh, Hard crazy. Day's Night is an awesome song. Just, well, yeah, just in, in it's perfect. It has a perfect start, and it has an even perfect. The end is perfect as, too. As as a rock and roll, yes, yeah. the, the fade out. Great but, cowbell. Basically, uh. here, John and Ringo are twenty four. That's insane. Paul is twenty two, and, and George, George is twenty one. What the hell, man? Right? Right, but so, these guys have also been at it since they were sixteen. Yeah, yeah, 15, yeah. But still, 14. what is that? Six <laughs> well, years, and you're creating timeless art. Yeah, but that, that we're talking about on a podcast <laughs> sixty years later. Know, right? Come on. Yeah, I know. But you think about it, and they were only together really making records for eight. Mm-hmm. The whole Beatles, I was, the, the Beatles whole, run, right? Was uh, what sixty two to seventy. Basically, as far as records, basically, right? Basically, to 69. 69, yeah. really? 70, that's right. 69. That's right. So, yeah. seven years for the Beatles' entire run. That's insane. I told Lars, I said, the time it took for you between albums <laughs> is longer than the Beatles' entire run. That's insane. <laughs> it's insane. All right, so let's kick it off. So, No Reply uh, it starts off the album. Great. It's funny because you think of an opening track, like, you know, Anthrax or Fuzz, you want to have a real. Bah, bah. And it's it is not an interesting that, choice. But, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a great. Tune. I don't know yeah. if it's a great opening tune, but did they really care about that stuff back in those days? Probably not. Just a cool, yeah. you know, start. I think it was jump. about like the A side and the maybe the B side and the hit track and whatever, right? Like, yeah, it, you really only start getting into later, and especially you really see when Sgt. Pepper comes out, where a complete album, you know, front to back. Well, yeah, because this, but th- these albums. 
never had singles on them either. The singles would come out. Uh, there was one on that album. I think eight days a week, right? Eight days a week. Yeah. But mostly, and then they would have two or three other singles yeah. before. I think She's a Woman was one, and, right. and whatever. That was, I feel right. fine. She's a Woman was around Which at is that a point. Great. That's a heavy tune. It's a super, but they're not even on albums. No. They're just singles. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I love so, no I reply, a, a John kind of a. a I feel fine. It's historic, right? The uh, the distortion, the, the, the feedback there at yeah. the beginning, yeah. Exactly. invented, yeah, invented. But, so, so no reply. Uh, John uh, abandoned lyrics. Uh, you know, I I I saw your face in the window. You know, like uh, she would like what a bitch. She just leaves them hanging. Yeah. Is she the same girl from Norwegian Wood? Ooh, maybe. Oh. Maybe she's just younger at this point. Yeah. I don't know. But good good too. And there's also kind of a cool little salsa shakeup in the second verse. Like, why do they do that stuff? Because they loved all that stuff that kind of... Well, remember they, Paul would always do Bessemer Mucho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Those type of songs. But so they would throw those little parts in there just for... It's almost like, like I said, there's no such thing as prog rock back then. And it's not prog rock, but it's from that, that mindset where let's just make the second verse a little different from the first, yeah. which no one was really doing, you know? Uh, and then it goes to uh, I'm a Loser, which is another kind of a downtrodden yeah. Yeah. sad tune it's I'm dark. thinking if you're a, you know 14 year old girl who's in love with the Beatles and you get this album for the first time you're excited and you you put it on your record player and then and this starts you know, God <laughs> you know what I mean like I'm a loser why is it why does he want to hold my hand what's going on here why is he so sad but probably what was going on here is he was discovering Dylan too mm -hmm. I think so so yeah. I think these three songs may have reflected his Dylan mm -hmm. passion too so he's like hmm I could be a little bit more deep yeah because when Dylan came out that changed the scene a lot too right right his whole whole vibe so, one, one quick thing I have to say about no reply best bridge that they only do once yeah dude if I were you oh yeah 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 yeah, and it's like they never do it again. No. It's like only one time. You know, it's funny. You were talking about Mike Portnoy, or I don't know if it was even recording here, but Mike Portnoy and Yellow Matter Custard did this uh, CD one night yeah. in New York, yeah. and I have it. And when they do that song, they actually say, "Okay, hang on." After the song's done, they go, "This is the best bridge ever." Yeah, let's just play the bridge again, that's and they great. just do. I was gonna just the bridge. I didn't know that you had the yellow matter custard. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's great. It was hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> See, you are anybody that has yellow matter custard. You got yeah. Because I was gonna mention that that I remember Mike going, "You know, this is the greatest bridge of all time. You have to." If do I it again. were you, yeah, yeah, right, right. They right. do that part again, right? And then the triple, uh, Babies in Black, a third down, somebody's That's, dead or something. Yeah, that dude. probably is my, I don't know, Eight Days a Week's great, but that might be my favorite uh, song on the song. On the record? I and love this, Babies This is a song with that Paul part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he just comes in. Oh, how long will it take? So this, the harmonies in this song? The, for me, yeah. And it's like, uh, you know... <sighs> You know, I'm not like a musician, so I can't speak about it from the technical aspect. But, you know, usually when, uh, you know, one guy's kind of at the forefront, one guy's a little bit in the back, I feel like here they're singing 50-50. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just bring their energy. Oh, man, it's just... The way it's mixed is total. Yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, on these songs, too, they gave Harrison a lead section, too, a lot. Yes. Like, Babies in Black has that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of I, I notice a lot, he'll, he'll start his lead with kind of uh, uh, mirroring the melody. Yeah, like in a bound somewhere else. It always starts that kind of like that was the rule of a guitar yeah. solo. Yeah, yeah. sixty four. Yeah. You have to start with, with the, the, the melody. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, uh, we go into uh, rock and roll music. 
which is uh, a Chuck Berry cover. Uh, a great tune, kind of in the twist and shout mode. And I noticed some awesome bass playing on this. Yes. Walking the dog, McCarthy yeah. bass. Yeah. And you can't hear it as well as the latter records mm -hmm. when they t took the bass up a bit. Back then, you had to like listen for the bass, you know? I don't think bass was really important back in those days. Like, there was no such thing as a. As a famous bass player <laughs> you know you barely had guitar players it was mostly just singers right right was, right steve harris wasn't around anymore. yeah like you don't know who played bass on like elvis songs you know there was no it was the stand-up but yeah paul kind of really took that the bass playing and still in my opinion still one of the best or maybe the best bass player of all oh, time dude, he's so melodic and just adds these this whole dimension to beatles songs mm -hmm. and, and 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 here we go again that's four songs in a row with John doing the lead vocal. Yeah. This could be like the last right. John being the boss of the band. Yeah, uh, yeah. Album, he was you know? kind of at the... You know, he, he was... Most like, of the songs have him on the vocals, I think, on this album, it's actually. It was, it was yeah. yeah. And then, then a classic McCartney little doodle, uh, I'll Follow the Sun. Love Fall. I great, love I'll great, Follow the Sun. Great tune. This, great song, And man. when I was little, really little, and my sisters would always watch the Beatle cartoons and stuff, uh -huh. this was one of the songs that was always on the cartoon. Really? Yeah, I'll Follow the Sun. And it, it was never a favorite of mine, either. It's just, I always... But never a single. I don't know no. if he even plays it live now. No. No. But you could you see know. where this was going. Yeah, 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 yeah. As yeah. far as as far as his, his style and his type of uh, yesterday was coming. Mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday hadn't come out yet at this point, huh? No, that was on. Uh, and this is this is a pure yeah. this is a pure Paul song. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. it's Paul. It's, it's also one of those ones where I wonder if anybody even else even played on it. Uh, that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Just Paul in the studio just mess. Well, George does though. He does. Oh, that's right. Bow, yeah. Bow, bow, a lead. Yeah, bow, that's right. Yeah. George is gonna do a lead here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just come out and do the lead. Uh, and then a kind of a strange one, a kind of a salsa tune, Mr. Moonlight. Yeah, not another one of my favorites. Not a good one, so, not, not a favorite. widely regarded as one of the least popular Beatles songs, <laughs> and I see why. <laughs> but I will say this, John, the opening, uh -huh. the opening vocal, that's oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Very that's, good. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And then it's all downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, is that great! And it's a cover song. He can wail, man. They can sing. He's they are a, great. The, the they are great, great singers. Rock and roll singer. Yeah, really all is. two. They're great. Yeah, yeah. I'd I have two of them. You know, how do you get two of these people in one band? Well, that's what we're saying. What the hell? That's Let alone three or four. They're all great. Wow. That's what Paul says. He said the Beatles were a square. He said each guy had a side, and if one of those sides is taken away, the whole thing would collapse. It's not just my square is bigger than John's square. Ring. It's like every side right. is even yeah it's right. a good way of looking at it because it's true but but you're right though, too, that, that and hey i listened to mr moonlight again again you know listening knowing i was going to do this talk i haven't listened to it in years and uh i completely forgot about this hammond organ that comes in it's so oh, yeah it's so odd <laughs> this song i don't it's, know it's man. wedding singer music yeah. it really is it, it's it's not a good tune, but thankfully at least it's not their song. It's a strange cover, but uh, and then we get back to the rock and roll Kansas City, Hey Hey Hey, which I think is the one of my favorite covers of theirs. Like yeah. yeah, one of my favorites. And then that's a good Paul oh, yeah. Richard style, vocal, yes, screaming, you know, shuffle type beat. Yeah. But you know, once again, it's like you think about playing covers on a record, and there's there's seven covers on this record and seven originals. Yeah. It's half and half. That's cool. It's half and half. You know, so I think so those, At least those people made some money. They did, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And then maybe the highlight of the record, uh, Eight Days a Week. Great song. I mean, all across the board. Another right. great chorus, great bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the bridge down? What's the bridge? 
Great harmony in the chorus. Oh, it's beautiful. Every little yeah. thing she Because does. timpani. Bom, bom. That's all George Martin, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. The timpani there. Bom, bom. Like, give you some bom, bom, epic style stuff. But uh, There's a lead in here, too. In that, yeah. Down, yeah. down, 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 down. I think the musical performances on a lot of these songs are are incredible but the songs themselves don't grab me the way obviously like you know eight days a week grab no, not yeah. only me but everybody else but, but if every little thing was a kinks tune yeah one of the best tunes. yeah if it was anybody but you the beatles you know I mean? this is a number one record yeah, yeah. If, it was the, right. plus, if it was the dave clark five it'd be like you know rock and roll of fame but i think the thing with uh with this song in particular they they stuck it at the end after all these covers mm-hmm. that you were just like you're kind know. of almost over the record. Yeah, you're point. almost yeah. over it, and it's like a fit with right after eight days a week. Yeah, it may have just kind of. Oh, Good point. The sequencing of it. That's a great a point. Stri- a That's a great point. Because I usually by the end, by about here, I you're turn done. the album off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If they would have flip flopped this and and well, I know you love Babies in Black, but the, the the this and let's say rock and roll music, for example, like if it was number four yeah. on the album. You know, but that's just, it's, it's like. This album could have used a rock and roll music type song on the back end, I think. It could have. Because it gets a little, it's kind of mellow there in the back. I will say, though, I don't want to spoil the party. That song has some of the best harmonies the Beatles have ever sang. Oh, Makes me sad. I still love her. But even the, the verse. I don't want. There's a kind of a lower axle road. I don't want to spoil the parties all go. <laughs> another darker tune. What's that? Kind of dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Once John, again, another John another song Chip too, right? Yeah. With someone else. Yeah. He doesn't want to spoil the party. I'm just going to leave. So, and I was thinking about this. I, I was thinking yeah. about this on the way here. Had they previously mentioned like because uh, he talks about having a drink or two here in the mm. song, and I was thinking, huh. Interesting. That's kind of ahead of the like, you good know, call. you know, you know. That's sensitive back then. Yeah, good to call. talk about like drinking and or alcohol at all. And also, too, I was going to bring this up, but I forgot. In rock and roll music, they were drinking from a wooden cup, something like that, which is like that's moonshine. That's yeah, you know, wooden. So there's two songs, right? Featuring some drinking. We're starting to get uh, the substances <laughs> yeah, involved right. here. Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at the movie Hard Day's Night, there's scenes of them. Smoking, yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I mean. I guess it was just more of the '60s, but it was never overtly in the music. In America, I in think the... it was more, ooh, but in England, it was just accepted. That, that but, might but be a good again, point. You see the Tonight Show, and they'd have Dean Martin come on with a drink oh, yeah. and a cigarette, like on on the, on the, as a guest. Yeah, yeah. But know, so. but I mean, Dean Martin wasn't being sold to kids the way the Beatles. Good were. point. But you're right, though. This could be one of the first, especially. I don't want to spoil the party because he has I had a drink or two, and I yeah, don't care. exactly. Yeah, he's right. actually saying, "Listen, we're drinking." He's basically saying he's drunk, he's sad, right? He's stuck. I'm leaving. Stuck yeah. in the bathroom in New York City. <laughs> the girl I like. Yeah, this is not you. We'd be drinking and smoking if we want. Yeah. Poor John. Like, geez, yeah. man. Yeah. Cynthia must have been really treating him like yeah. shit. Terrible. <laughs> Poor guy. And then uh, a couple. You know what you're doing. Um, I remember as a kid, I liked it because of the drum part at the beginning. Yeah. And then it comes in with kind of that birds type. To your point, what you but said earlier. The, you put this on any other album any other band yeah, incredible song Wait, but was this pre-birds i think birds are kind of happening about now aren't they i don't know because this is definitely a 12 string you hear that back guitar, going yeah. on there so i don't you know, know when the birds actually hit i thought that was later. i would say 65 or because rum rubber soul time but they might have been existing at this point in time, maybe, maybe yeah because that guitar part is so birdsy oh down yeah but like sammy just said any other album it's a great song band this might have been a huge hit yeah 
Yeah, it's absolutely great, but it just doesn't hold up to like the standard of what the you expect. What we've heard hard right, or or eight days a week yeah. on this yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Man. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then and then close <laughs> it up with the song that's not even on my iPod. If I'm flying, uh, everybody's trying to be my baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> it took some honey. It's okay, from a tree. I guess. But... I would say, how do you dress up honey? Like, what are you doing? It yeah. took some honey from a tree. They dressed it up. They called it honey's uh, viscous. It's not going to stay still for you to put a coat on it. You this, can't do that. This was originally done by um, Carl, Perkins. Carl Perkins, which which his guitar style George kind of adapts to. And it's the second Carl Perkins song on this record. On this record, yeah. Honey, don't. Yeah. So took some honey, don't from a tree. Right. Dressed up and called to me. So uh, <laughs> overall thoughts of honey, everyone's trying to be a baby. Oh, I don't know. Okay. So George didn't write it then. No. No, Okay. He just sang it. Okay. He loves Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins is famous for blue suede shoes. That was his big hit. Gotcha. And guitar style. Yeah, guitar style. Yeah. George is total. Yeah. Carl Perkins. It's it's funny to me because those earlier Beatle records have a very uh, twangy Carl Perkinsy style Mm -hmm. to them. When did that stop? I think once they started going into the revolver psychedelic, we can play souls backwards type stuff. What basically when the drugs came in. Right, you know, that's kind of when they switched from a '50s, early '60s rock and roll band to becoming the Beatles. Yeah, right, right. You yeah. know, so uh, favorite song on uh, Beatles for Sale before we move on, and least favorite song. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go with No Reply as your favorite. Yeah, favorite more than Eight Days a Week. Um, it's tough because Eight because Days a Week's the hit, you know. So if I'm gonna go for like a hit, I'll go for Eight Days a Week. But the deeper tracks, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's either No Reply and least favorite. <laughs> Does it have to be a cover, or could it be? Oh, a- it's on the album. Something on the album. Probably Mr. Moonlight for you. Probably maybe. Mr. Moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> favorite for you. Favorite for me. Non Eight Days a Week. Non hit song. Easily Babies in Black. But I'd put it neck and neck with. You know, eight days a week if, if we're throwing in hits. Least favorite. <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Moonlight, everybody's trying to be my baby. Those are just guaranteed skips when they come on my iPod. Uh, besides eight days a week, I'm going with Charlie No Reply, although I have to give honorable mention to Every Little Thing mm-hmm. due to it being on that mixtape for that girl. Yeah. Least but favorite. man, I'll follow the sun gets an honorable mention oh, for yeah, me yeah. too because well, that that's twenty. But least yeah, favorite for it's me, hard. Uh, it's hard. Uh, yeah. uh, honey, don't just uninspired <laughs> yeah. trap honey shit don't. song. So well, honey, don't. Yeah. <laughs> all right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos, eh, amigas. See, already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita, so having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key, and learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words, sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. Okay, so then we move on to uh, Charlie's Choice now, as I find it here, which was uh, Magical Mystery Tour. And why did you choose uh, this one, Charles? Uh, it was always one of my favorites playing in the house when I was younger. And uh, this one was an EP. It started as an EP? In England. It came out as an EP. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But the American version had a, more songs to it, so it became they made an actual album. Now. Al- yeah. Because they used to do that quite a bit. They'd put out a version in the UK that was different from the version in the States, right? Now, now this record was the one that completely freaked me out, too, besides Pepper. Is this pre-Pepper? No, this, no, this is, is after, after Pepper. Pepper. Yeah, Pepper. This is the Mystery sequel tour. to Pepper this is, in a lot of ways, I feel like. Pepper this is Abbey Road. Yes. No. According no. to the no, this here. is the between the White Album. Well, let's just say. Oh no, I, sorry, I meant I meant the White Album. I said the Beatles. Wait a minute. This is it's Pepper Magical Mystery Tour White Album. That's oh, what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah, right. Yeah, and but then Yellow Submarine. Let it be slash Abbey, Abbey yeah, Road. Yeah, Yellow, Yellow Submarine's in there, there somewhere some point, too. You know, right. Bees in there, but so yeah, like you said, this is kind of the sequel to Pepper. And this is also after Brian Epstein died. Correct. Which is when Paul kind of took over the band. Exactly. So he wanted to do this movie mm-hmm. that no one was really into, right. but he pushed and pushed and pushed. And it's funny on the anthology, you know, he wasn't bagging on the movie. And then he saves it by saying, oh, Were you ever going to see a performance of Wars? Oh, good call. Good call. Now, have you ever seen Magical Mystery Tour? Yeah. Uh, it's not, not that good. It's not good. <laughs> it's, not good. it's just, it's very abstract. It's, it's wacky. You know, yes, yes, yes. In a might strange. I think, yes. What's the cat you guys like? David Lynch type yeah, of weird. Totally. I think it's strange just to be strange. It like, is. You know what I mean? Well, and it's also a perfect example of when a band is so big and no one's telling them no. Or no one's telling them this sucks. They just like, do anything you want. Like, did, you know. But you also have three guys in the band that were just at this point, oh, okay, whatever. Paul wants to do it. Paul is trying to be this artsy type right, of guy. Right, 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 right. And there are moments in the movie that are pretty funny. The spaghetti. Uh, it's, it's a precursor to Mr. Creosote and uh, uh, Monty Python. Right? Yeah, the exactly. The fat guy just eats until he explodes. Yeah. Wait for, for thin. Yeah. Oh, I'm full. It's way for thin. Yeah. But this is kind of, I reminds me of that because John's like the cheesy waiter with the giant base of shovels, snow shovels full of spaghetti that he's given to the fat that's, lady. That's one of the only things I remember about the movie, honestly. <laughs> well, there was the, there was a couple of scenes in there. The full on the hill part, which I know. Full on the hill stands out to yeah. me. The, the walris part. The walrus. Is great. walrus uh, hello, goodbye. Oh, yeah. The, right. Yeah, yeah. The bus well, ride. Your mother should know. Your mother should the, know. The, oh, yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess the, when you stop and add it up, it's kind of the memorable. Pe- the, the set pieces for the song. Songs, the videos, so to speak, right? The vignettes are really good. The yeah. vignettes, it's right? Like, um, right? Like the wall. Like, watch the wall as a movie. It's exactly. Confusing. Yeah. Or even uh, what's that? When Metallica did the through the never, it doesn't really make sense until you actually see the performances, and then it's good. So yeah. maybe once again, uh, pioneers. Pioneers. Creators. But that walrus video is 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 awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. I love the part when it kicks in and Paul points to Ringo and Ringo goes. It's so heavy. We'll get the, and they're all at some point wearing like walrus costumes. Right, right. This whole thing, the walrus. The it's walrus wacky. Paul. Yeah, there's yeah. another clue for you all. Yeah, right. and uh, you know the cover of that record too is so crazy because oh, yeah, yeah, who yeah. was, who was who? Mm. 
You know? Let's see. We're looking at the cover right now. You guys can go Google it right now on your uh, on your devices. I looking at it a minute ago. Um, I mean, we all know the walrus is Paul. Walrus is Paul. And there's like a guy with kind of, I think the guy with kind of the uh, the the Muppet ears that looks kind of like a weird rabbit. I think that's George. Yeah. I think Ringo's the guy with kind of the, Paul, fish, the Paul, fish mask. Yeah. And John's in the center. Is that George? I think John's, in the, John's over here with like this. That's got to be Ringo on the far right there. With the fish mask? Like yeah, the green mask whatever that is. Yeah. Paul's the walrus. Ringo's he's the, the fish littlest. mask guy. George is the rabbit, and John's the guy that looks like he's wearing something about a Game of Thrones on his head or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what that is. But. but this record, to me, is such a Beatles record. In what way? Oh, man. Magical Mysteries Tour is such a great tune. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. heavy. Yeah. Three chords. Yeah. Great tune, and when I saw Paul for the first time ever in 2002, he opened with it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was just great. He walks on stage, waves. The least, the least spectacular entrance in rock and roll. <laughs> the lights don't go off, nothing. He just well, walks on stage and starts playing. I saw a less spectacular when I saw The Who last year, and Roger Daltrey walked on stage with glasses and a cup of tea. Oh, he <laughs> took a sip and went, all right, then. I guess we can get started. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. But the cup of tea is like amazing. You drink it before you go on stage, right. dude. They keep it for you. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it uh, kicks off, like we said, with Magical Mystery Tour. Great tune. Now, um, this tune is just a rocker to me. Yes. Till the yeah. end. With the kind of weird dream sequence yeah. out. Jazzy, that's a great point. Just that. And, and and this is also the emergence of, of McCartney. Everything he plays is hot fire on oh. bass. Every song, the bass playing is off off its rocker. It's, and he explains why that was because he was the last person to record on the tracks. Really? Yeah. So he had time I didn't to know that. by to design. Kind of, uh, that's the way it went. Hmm. If you read that, if you ever read the Be uh, the Beatle book, uh, uh, track by track, I forget what it's called by Mark Lewis. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it. It says Paul would come in and then put his bass parts down hmm. last. And so he had a chance to orchestrate. Which is interesting because it would be hard as a guitar player, rhythm guitar, to play to his rhythms because his rhythms are so off off the beaten path. So I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can see that. He just had this cool way of uh, playing, man. I don't know where he comes from. Oh, I don't know, man. And just there'll be, there'll, be, there'll be parts that don't really fit but make perfect sense. And even just little notes. Like ding, ding, right, he would ding, find ding. a note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, Gene Simmons does that a lot. When we did the Kiss Cruise last year, I watched him do a live, and just watched him. And he does a lot of. That. He's very McCartney influenced. There are three bass players that I've always admired, and they come from English bands. And one is Paul McCartney, the other is John Deacon, <clears throat> and the other one is John Paul Jones. Mm. They find these notes that just completely complement the part. Good point. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa, I would have never thought of that. Yeah. You also got to throw in John Entwistle, too, the third yeah. John from yeah. Who, right? But he was thunderous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Magic Mr. Tour, I love the bus. Oh, yeah. Sound effect. Any comments on Magic Mr. Tour, Sammy? Uh, on the song itself, it's one of my favorites, I'd say, off this off this album. I don't yeah. know. That's actually kind of tough to say when you look at the track listing. It's, it's, uh, it's a pretty, and once again, pretty I, banging album. <laughs> I was not... Uh, when you mentioned this, I'm like, oh, okay. And then he listened to it, and it's like, holy shit. This, yeah. this is great. There's some classic. Cheap song. Trick did a great uh, cover oh, of Magical yeah. Mr. True as well. And then it goes into The Fool on the Hill, which if I ever had the chance, uh, I would forward this every time I hear it because I don't like how it starts. I like when it gets rolling, but it's yeah. just one of those songs for me. I just don't like the beginning. This is very, 
Very Paul. So Paul. Very Paul. So Paul. Dreamy. So Paul probably hated by the others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. yeah, with the flute on there. Like, once again, the Beatles, just any instrument they could find in the closet in Abbey Road, they would use it. But I think this was Paul's bonding with George Martin. You know, George, I have this song. I want you to create the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And George Martin was like... Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will do that. No other Beatle plays on it, probably. You're right. Do you think they they relied on George quite a bit as the years went on to like? I think say, Paul like, did. What can you do? With well, this? especially when you start getting into like Sergeant Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour, when it's no longer just four guys playing their instruments. Right. You know, you're talking orchestration and you're talking mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts. I yeah, you would yeah, think yeah. they the the amount they rely on him had to. Which really is, go up around this time. Which is funny because when Let It Be came out, Paul flipped <clears> out at all the production that Phil Spector put on oh, and hated it. Hated right. It. Because it. I think the concept for that album was to get back to the roots, get right? Back. Get back was to the where whole, ones belong. Right. right. They wanted to strip it down and just be rock and roll again and, and it get also away wasn't from... and it also wasn't George Martin. I think it's right. like George putting his spice on it, but who's this other asshole? Like, right. You know, you're right. not in our family, dude. Right. Which is why Abbey Road was so good. After. Right. 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 You know? Which we'll, we'll get to. But. but bringing up the George Martin point that he was so important to the Beatles well you have a song like Tomorrow Never Knows and then John would say I want to sound like I'm on a Tibetan mountain yeah. you know with so, a thousand monks chanting a thousand monks yeah. chanting so I'll say alright let me get that effect for <laughs> yeah. you yeah <laughs> and there's a pedal for that <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like time. this almost now you're talking about a really revolutionary time period not only in the Beatles but in music and the Beatles were at the head of that with that had never been done. Yeah, well, these effects that we now are, are so commonplace to us had never been done, never and they didn't have Pro Tools and all these things to yes. do these effects. And, you know, they had to figure out a way to do this. I yeah. think they're recording on an eight track, which they doubled to a sixteen track, which they tripled to a thirty-two track. You know, they're basically just splicing it all down. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, bouncing everything, man. Uh, and then, uh, and then the time with Trippy flying, one of the <sighs> only tunes written by all four Beatles. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. And this yeah. was just. Because I have uh, like outtakes of this song. It's just car. It's called like not flying. It's called twelve bar or something. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was, and it just sounds so dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder what that effect is on the guitars. I feel like uh, so. This is instrumental. There's no lyrics on. This, no right? lyrics. Is this? They're just. La, la, I think it's just. La, la, yeah. <laughs> is this the only instrumental Beatles song? Is this the only Beatles instrument? I think. It I might think be. it might be. Well, do you have the end? But that's no. There's, there's some there's, there's love you, in the end. Love you and the no, ending. No, but that's just one piece. It's just. But the actual piece where that's in is at called the, end the end of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not actually a standalone instrumental. This could be the only instrument. It's as close. It's as close. As close yeah. minus flying. Yeah. I think flying might be the only the instrumental. Only instrumental. Yes. Beatle song. Actual ever. Beatles song. I think so. And it's like I think a minute long. It's well, it's two sixteen, but there's got a lot of that weird. Or like style. on an album, yeah, I feel yeah. like maybe on the anthology or something. I remember hearing them do like a blues. 12 bar blues 12 bar blues yeah. right there's no lyrics in that i'm pretty sure right. either. but an official release official release i think this is the instrumental. only instrumental and it's cool and i think i want to say for, i have this weird memory of um as a kid an airline had this song in their commercial so every time i hear it i think of i think of that flying yeah of course right <laughs> did they really wow. yeah yeah does anthrax have any instrumentals that was a big thing back yeah in the we have which one? Across the river. Across the yeah. river. That's uh, it, though, from the first album, right? I think so. There's no. There's no. You don't have any other. Uh, well, no, there's one in uh, Persistence of Time. 
Belly of the Beast or before that? Is there a little? Is oh, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that intro or is that an actual it's track? An intro, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So there you go. The first and only Beatles instrumental was leads into uh, one of the creepiest Beatles songs, Blue Jay Way. Wacky song, man. Yeah. Wacky. I was telling Charlie, that song used to freak me out when I was a kid. Sounds like he's underwater. It, How did they do that I, back then? I, I don't know. How did they do it's, that? It sounds like he's, like, he's, like, he's in a fog. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, like, he's in, like there's a fog upon yeah. L.A., and and then yeah, yeah, very so weird. I remember weird. I, like when I was old enough to start being allowed to stay at home by myself. I was a huge Beatles guy, and drawing. I'd always draw my own comics and stuff, and put the Beatles on. And whenever this song came on, it would always creep me out to be in the house by myself. Ah. This and the other one was at the end of Sergeant Pepper when they when when the when the needle goes, it goes. Oh yeah, They did this thing to where the album never ends. It just it's like this laughing and these weird little. Those two things always freak me out the most. Uh, and so, the dog whistles on the dog whistles in the back. Of that, so. I remember one time we were talking about um, we're playing the White Album on a road trip somewhere. We we're listening to Helter Skelter and we we're talking about you know Char- Charles, Charles Manson, Manson and all that. And it got re- like you know we kind of creeped out. It was late at night. You know uh, <laughs> the road's kind of scary. And then the you know how it kind of fades back in, yeah, right? Yeah, I got yeah. blisters on my fingers. Yeah, right, right. Remember when the music started coming back in? We were all like, <laughs> sp- we're all spooked, you know? <laughs> I just got this shirt. I was going to wear it today. It just says, I got blisters on my fingers. I found it online. Oh, I love That's it. Cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, the thing with Blue Jay Way, too, I always love like songs that sound like, like for example, uh, uh, Hotel California. On a dark desert highway, it just sounds like it just sounds you're like on a dark desert highway. Yeah. This, there's yeah. a fog upon LA. I'm standing in a fog in right. LA as I listen to this song. Does this song have two different time signatures in it? And then Ringo kind of right, then it goes back to that. Yeah, very strange. Pretty complex, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Once again, very proggy before yeah. there was such a thing. Right. And for no other reason other than I think they were so good and so smart that they would do stuff like that just to keep themselves uh, interested. Yeah. I feel part of what's interesting about the fact that you guys, we did Beatles for Sale and now this is because they're so great for the exact opposite reasons. I feel I mean, like the early stuff is like kind of what I said earlier. It's this simple... Very simple, you know, it, it takes genius to make something that simple but so good. Yeah. But then you get to Sergeant Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour and it's orchestration and it's bells and whistles oh, yeah, and it's yeah. this and that. So it's like they could do it all. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? It's it, They that, could be great as a four-piece rock band right? or they could be great as a 64-track right, studio band. Right, right, yeah. right. E- either or, right. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, Your Mother Should Know, which I believe John called one of Paul's granny music songs. Yes, I would, I would agree <laughs> That's a good that. way to describe it, actually. <laughs> yeah, you like it? Yeah. Another weird part in a song, mm-hmm. you know, where it goes into that other section. It's like, where did that come yeah, yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Another and weird. then it rocks again. It is total, like, ragtime. Totally. It's all music. But I think, you know... The smart thing about McCartney is he could write some heavy shit, but he could also write stuff for the older, his dad type of music. But it's also it's also catchy, dude. It's, a, oh, it's, it's, it's you know a, exactly. a catchy song hey, is a Lady catchy Madonna song. Is not 
it, yeah. It, Lady Madonna has a total different feel to it, but I, I feel it brings in that older. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but it still rocks. It right. still rocks, though. But it still rocks. Right. Yeah. And also on the other side of the coin, they would do a yellow submarine to bring the kids. Bring in. the kids in. The right. kids love it. And one, yeah. a song we'll talk about later, Octopus's Garden. Like those type of songs are so perfect for kids. The introduction. And I feel like the, 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 <laughs> the Paul songs in this album just like stink of Paul. Like Fool on, <laughs> Fool on the Hill, Penny Penny Lane. Good call. You know, they just like, they it's like, so they're Paul. so yeah. Paul, it's insane. Right. Like, That's, you, know, you know. Penny Lane was the single before. Right, that, what happened was they, they had to put fill this album up because with it wasn't on the singles. EP. Right, Strawberry Fields also. Correct. Oof. Yeah, we're getting. Wait till there. we yeah. get to that one. That's... Right, and, then, and so, my, and then possibly, well, well, not top five Beatles song for me of all time. I am the Walrus. Awesome. I think this is the epitome of the psychedelic Beatles. Yes. Every everyone, you don't even need to be like a diehard Beatles fan. Everyone, you know, goo 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 too. Like this is wacky. <laughs> I want to say that I think when other artists heard this song, I think they just dropped everything mm -hmm. and were like, oh, "Why bother? Sh oh crap, we're screwed. We're, we're, we're done." But what's he talking about? But it's, it's sitting on a cornflake. It's, it's, it's a very. <laughs> what are you talking about, you weird man? Like Salvatore Dali. It's stream of consciousness yeah. lyrics. Yeah, I've done that yeah. Too, where it doesn't really make sense. It's just cool visuals. You know, I remember the Cult had a song on an electric called Aphrodisiac Jacket, and there's a, a line: "Plastic, fantastic lobster telephone." It means nothing, right? But what a plastic, fantastic lobster telephone! Like it's fun to sing. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of this stuff. You know, yeah, uh, it's very surrealist. Yeah, yeah, very. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like we should actually we should actually do a lyrical reading of "I Am the Walrus" just to go through. Uh, but he was doing that. He was putting words with other words, not necessarily meaning. No, just ones that sounded cool. Very Another uh, lyric in this in this song that I thought was maybe pretty subversive for the time was, uh, you know, uh, you've been a naughty girl. You let your knickers down. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought, whoa. Yeah, for sixty-seven. That's kind of love. It's getting a little bit more. Um, yeah, you know, but like they, they, they never came right out and said it in those in that time yeah, period. Right. Not in the music. The way they a, lived and what they did and what they said outside was one thing, but in the music, it yeah, was yeah. always protected. I know? love the opening. I am he, as you are he, as you are me, and we are all together. That is that's, actually beautiful. That's great. Yeah. That's poetry, man. That's, that's great. That's lyrics. great. Yeah. That's amazing. And then it gets a little weird. <laughs> but that that that's. I mean, that's. Sitting That's beautiful. on a cornflake waiting for the van to come. Corporation t-shirt, stupid bloody Tuesday, man. You've been a naughty boy. You let your face grow long. Yeah. All of us have let our face grow long at this point. <laughs> yeah. He's growing a beard, right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. being sad. One of the two. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, yeah. I like this one. Is another good one, too. Uh, see how they run like pigs from a gun. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to Pilchard sitting on the Eiffel I still don't know what anymore. how they schnai means. Uh, I don't know. What oh, that yeah. Is. Crabble locker, fish white, pornographic priestess. Boy, you've been a naughty girl. You let your knickers down. Hey, pornographic priestess. Like, you don't. That's, yeah, 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 that's. I'm telling you, this one too, for that time. Yellow matter custard. There it is. Dripping, dripping from, from a, a dead, dead dog's, dog's eye. eye. Like, well, that's terrible. What is that? I swear, that what was a horrible in a thing. Salvatore Dali thing. Oh, the, I see. With the, uh, the yellow stuff dripping from his eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, yeah, you yeah. see, like, like this liquid coming down from it, and also too, you talk about some of the greatest intros of all time, like where the band kicks in. I always think of uh, of uh, smells like Teen Spirit. Go check out, go check out, go check out. This one's like it too. Goes da da da, and the bass is. This is the one that points to him. Yeah, this is drumming on this song is great too. Heavy tune. Yeah, this is a great song. Have you ever heard on Creeping Death that that little trill that. 
Cliff does to enter. It's very far in the background, but it's like. This reminds me of that. So, yeah, good stuff. Great bass playing, great singing, and of course, the classic. And people, it's not cuckoo kachoo, it's goo goo gajoob. Right. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> Please. It does sound like cuckoo kachoo, like though. Kuchu, but I mean. only real Beatles fans would, it always bugs me when people do that. And what's the, the thing that they're chanting? Oompa, oompa, stick it up your joompa. Everybody, <laughs> what, what the hell? Yeah. What, is, what is they say? Stick it up your joompa? Yeah. I don't even know. It's like I said, there's, there's so much stuff in there. And once again, it's the, uh, it's the uh, uh, George Martin, like, hey, George, can, what can you do with this? This, this song is grand. It's yes. just grand, you know? Save your grandfather at the very end. This is a, um, well, isn't this the one when he was playing around with the radio and there's a Lawrence Olivier part? There's a, yeah, yes. These basically what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. at the end, yeah. BBC yeah. Radio just went from station to station to station, and whatever they got is what they got. Uh, okay, here's, here's uh, the Mike Sam singers took part in the recording as well as Verity singing Ho, 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 he, 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 ha, ha, ha. Oh, that's right. Oompa, oompa, stick it up your jumper. Jumper. <laughs> Everybody's got one and making a series of shrill whooping noises. <laughs> and uh, there you go. And founding Moody Blues member Ray Thomas said in an interview that he contributed backing vocals to the song. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Oompa, oompa, stick it up your jumper. That's I never even knew, knew that part. Actually, yeah, I never, I never heard that. Stick it up your jumper. And then another uh, uh, stinking of Paul, but at yeah. least in a rocking way. Yes. Hello goodbye. I was just thinking that when yeah. I was looking at that, that. I love Hello Goodbye. And I remember. Those, I love it. That, it's so worldly sounding, you know. Great ending. Great. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 And yes. what a, maybe the first video I can ever remember seeing. Yes. Yes. Where they're in the pepper costumes, aren't they? At the Savile Theater. Oh yeah. That's the one where Hendrix played. Pepper. Oh, the day after it came out or something like that. Very cool song. Thing. Also, yeah. a song that was used in an airline commercial when I was a kid. Hello, goodbye. Yes. <laughs> what this the hell? A, this is to me. <laughs> what kind of airlines did you this, fly on? This, man? I mean, I was a kid, but <laughs> Magical Mystery Tour, I guess, you know, really spoke to the airline demographic, I guess. There's, there's another song where Paul's just in his. Yeah, and he's just writing these tunes that are just, just spitting them out. Beautiful. This song's amazing. Yeah, yeah the great. guitar licks in these songs. Yeah, great bass music. Yeah, oh no, and then of course the hey la. That's the best. Yeah. I think that was a, a tele, like a T-Mobile commercial. Yeah. <laughs> How many? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just using the beat of just the vocal, yeah. right? Anybody out there? How many Beatles songs have been used for commerce? Yeah. I'm sure they make. Somebody should Google oh, it. Oh, my gosh. There's probably. Your uh, Twitter's going to blow up uh, now. Strawberry Fields Forever. <sighs> probably the best song on this album. Ah, it's, it's up there. It's got to be, I mean, right? The only thing to me that, that's wrong with Strawberry Fields is not Day in the Life, but it's Son of Day in the Life. It's like... That's a good point. 9.9 if Day in the Life is a 10. Man, this right is... Right there. I think they once asked George Martin, what, what are your favorite Beatles songs? And he said, this is his favorite John song. Mm. And I think his favorite... Maybe I'm wrong about that. I Have feel you ever like... heard the... Uh, sorry. No, no, I, I, it's not important. Go ahead. No, so, did you ever hear the evolution of this song? It's on anthology, right? From acoustic. acoustic. I vaguely remember that. Yes. It goes into the next part, and then it goes into what it became. It's so if amazing. you ever, uh, the, the one album that I got that I love was the uh, Love soundtrack. Did you ever hear this? Yeah, yeah. Where the remastered like ninety uh, minutes yeah. uh, nonstop Beatles thing, and the rule was they could use anything that was ever recorded by the Beatles. Doesn't have to be in the album. Any tracks, 
and George Martin and his son Giles did it. And there's a lot of that acoustic Strawberry Fields it's is awesome. in there. It's so good. Yeah, I haven't listened to that in a while. One to another, and, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is the one nobody, I think, is in my tree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it must be high or low. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. The way you put it like that And there that was way. a great video to this, too. Mm-hmm. At the gates of actual uh, Strawberry Fields as an orphanage. Ah, I vaguely remember that. And there's a Liverpool tour you can take. I'm sure you've taken. I've taken where you actually go to the gates and see Strawberry Fields Strawberry Fields on the wall. You know? Yeah. And you can also... Yes. And the song is a masterpiece. Yeah. But the yeah. video to this is very trippy, too. Once again, it was, it's not it's not in Magical Mystery Tour though, but it's a standalone no, it's video, a stand, right? Yeah, and it was shown on like the David Frost show and Ed okay, Sullivan, yeah, right, right, right. And they're very Sergeant Peppery, uh huh. You know, walking through fields. Yeah, 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 yeah. John, there's this one scene they zoom into him and he's just staring. It's just it's very, very creepy, yeah, yeah. druggy. And then once again, this this has kind of a creepy ending where it kind of comes back, right? Well, and the ding, famous ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. I buried Paul. Yeah. Also known as cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's not this song. Yeah. This is the one. Yeah. Oh. They said cranberry sauce, and that was one that people thought was I buried Paul. Yeah, he's dead. He's gotta be dead. And then it's got <laughs> that weird Yeah, yeah. Like what the hell is that? It's... And I swear there's two kick drums at the end of this song. Oh yeah. There's you know what? I was gonna mention that there is heavy. Yeah. Heavy drums on this. Yeah. It's almost like a solo. It's it's pretty cool that song. Yeah, if you guys haven't heard this, listen to the end. And anybody goes, "Well, Ringo Starr, there's some crazy drums yeah. in here at the end of this." And tune. I think the instrumentation in this song too. It's like they picked the perfect instruments for this song. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just bass, drums, guitar. No, no, no. It's like Mellotron. Mellotron. And... It opens with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. Beautiful masterpiece tune, and then something happens where it's like, it just gets so heavy. Didn't they record this at a higher speed so it would play back heavier? I think they recorded higher. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. It went higher, then went slower. Yeah, like come on, man, right? Uh, and then it goes to uh, another stinking of Paul. Great quote by Sami Zayn. <laughs> Penny Lane. Uh, not a, I'm not a fan. Not of a fan. Not really? a fan. I like this. Is it one, one of my favorite top ten Beatles songs. Really? What? This is the, nope. Really? The, how could you not listen to this song and it doesn't kind of? You're, it takes you to Penny Lane and it cheers it's, you up. I don't know. I think I used to like it and I kind of grew out of it. I don't. Not like, one of my the, favorites. The, the, just the horn solo is just. Oh it's yeah, it was beautiful. like a piccolo or something like it's that. Beautiful. Uh, uh, this is the barber shaves and the customer. The barber shaves and the customer. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like like maybe it's one of those tunes like like pour some sugar on me or enter salmon where I've heard it so many times that it gets on my yeah yeah know. maybe that's it. He still plays it live. It makes you feel like you're there. Well, it, it's definitely a dark desert highway. It song. takes yeah, you back yeah. to Penny yeah. Lane. Yeah. A, a place maybe where we all grew up in our own lives. Good point. And it brings you back to that, that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is great because John brought us back to Strawberry Fields mm. and he brings us... And then Paul brings us to Penny Lane. You think that was on purpose? What a contrast though, right? Like John's version and Paul's version. What a contrast. John's Liverpool a lot different from Paul's. Yeah, but it was yeah. also his Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, good point. You know, so Penny Lane always sticks out to me as one of the greatest... 
top 10 songs of the Beatles. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you made a good case because now I think. Yeah, I kind of want to go back and listen to, to it now. Yeah. Uh, Baby, You're a Rich Man. Love it. Uh, Great. Underrated. in Psychedelia. Love it. Uh, love the, the, the weird Baby, You're a Rich Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Makes sense. Right. Keep right. all your money in a. In a big brown, brown bag, bag yeah. inside a zoo. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah, you. I love the beginning too of just the, the way it, it kicks in there. You know, how does it feel to be? Yeah, bass playing. Oh, it's And what is that weird? Is there a Mellotron in there too? There's some weird stuff. That's a great one. That was probably the instrument of the of yeah. Let's do everything on the yeah the Mellotron. But that just the I like the 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 falsetto. How does it feel? I love it. Yeah, this is army. Yeah, yeah, I feel this was the bridge going to the White Album mm, for John. Yeah, for John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and I think I, well, I think Wal well, Walrus was kind of the goodbye to the psychedelia. Yeah, and this actually, I'd almost would put your mother should know in there too because there's a lot of granny music on the yeah there is on the White Album. There's yeah. a lot of granny music on the White Album, uh, and then ending it off with "All You Need Is Love," the classic uh, tune. That they generation defining song, generation you know what defining, I mean? Yeah. Like I think it is. Yeah, yeah. and and also too, uh, the last step in that psychedelia, lots of, uh, of sound effects right. and radio stuff in the background and all that sort of thing. And yeah, George doing the lead that is reminiscent of the actual song. Right. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. And then the the big dun 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 dun. Yeah, dun, the big orchestration there. And the, the great lyrics too. There's nothing. In, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's yeah. Nothing you can sing that can't, can't be sung. Be sung. Yeah. Like just it's easy. Easy. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What great a great tune. what a great message. Too. I think that they always up, had you know? that message. Like, yes. That's true. And Ringo to this day, it kind of gets on your nerves, but all he says is peace and love. love. Peace and love. Peace and love. But peace it's love. true, man. That was the, that, that really right from, from you know from I want to hold your hand till the end. Mm-hmm. You know, was, you know, it, it, point. even back in the day, of course, there was the always yeah. ugliness in the world, but it just seemed that we had more love. Yeah, well, it was Compassion. it was it was the the you know the the vibe of the country, summer of love, summer of love. I mean, yeah. we haven't had the summer of love since 1967. We could use the summer of love in 2017. Oh, boy, we could we? Peace <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Favorite song on Magical Mr. True and least favorite. Ooh. I, I will, oh god, that's I'll go one. first. I'm gonna go with I am the walrus. I can't go for any of them. And uh, least favorite, um, I'll say your mother should know. Mm. Or mm. May, uh, maybe Penny Lane, but then Charlie just made a good case for it. So let's look at this track list. It's hard yeah. to pick the, the one song on this record because there's so many favorites. Gems. There's so many classics. Yeah. It's like a three-way tie for favorite for me. Strawberry Fields, Hello Goodbye, I Am the Walrus. How do you how do you yeah. choose between those yeah. three? Yeah. And they're back to back to back. I know it's one after another. And that's on the second side of the album. Yeah, the second side actually yeah. kind of smokes the first side on it this does, album. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, flying is probably my least favorite. Yeah, song. or blue, yeah. even Blue Jay Way. It's yeah, like not that, really my style. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, it's a deep cut. Yeah, exactly. So. But you know, I mean, Magical Mystery Tour kicks off, and it just sets, that's true. Sets the tone. It that just one, yeah. sets the tone for that record. This is the. Way. I, I would say I appreciate Strawberry Fields Forevermore, but I think I'd rather just listen to Hello Goodbye. You know, that's the one you. Would, I think so. You had to choose just... I have more respect for Strawberry Fields Forever. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I but I enjoy listening to Hello Goodbye more. Okay, Got you it. know, interesting. So, and and Charlie, all of them you love. I like I said, I love Penny Lane. I love Fields. I, how could I not? <laughs> it's hard to say. All right, so the last one in the pantheon of the three, 
uh, Abbey Road, the classic. Masterpiece. We discussed uh, so much about it. It came out September 26th, 1969. And it was the last Beatles album recorded, but not the last one released. Right. Correct. Let It Be was released after. But this came about, we all know the story, that Let It Be was such a disaster. Right. Phil Spector came in, they hated each other. They wanted to do one more record, and George Martin said he would do it, but only if we do it the old way. The old way. Just four guys in the room, and let's bang this shit out and make it great. And, and boy, did they. I, 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 to pick a worse song on this is going to be pretty much impossible. Oof. Uh, but to kick it off with Come Together, what do you say? Now you go back to that simple genius, because what's going on in that song? Really not a lot. Just a groove. Just Political. a groove. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, what's actually musically transpiring is very, very... Boom, 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 boom. You know, very little's happening. Well, it's, yeah, so little's space. happening, but it's, it takes but it's a very, genius to make that but as but good as again, it was. Once again, that drum beat by Ringo. It's a very cool pattern. It's a great pattern. It's, it's so weird. cool. Yeah, it's it's weird. so cool. And what did you say? Shoot me? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it sounds like Shoop. song that he wrote for, I want to say, Wasn't it Revolution? Candidate. For some really, I thought well, that Timothy O'Leary oh, or something. I wasn't for, for something together. Going on. I don't know. I'm not sure. I was. I, I'm not, I think I know that at one point he was sued by Chuck Berry because he uh, he used "Here Come Old Flat Top" mm. and that was a Chuck Berry lyric. And that's why remember that album he did "Rock and Roll" the cover album. He did three Chuck Berry songs. That was his payoff. Oh. He had to do three Chuck Berry songs. <sighs> that's funny. To get I didn't out know of that. Three. Oh, well, you're right, Charlie. Come together yeah. started as Lennon's attempt to write a song. For Timothy Leary's Leary. campaign for governor of California. That was it, yeah. And, of course, Timothy Leary is the father of LSD, so that's, that's right. probably why. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I'll invent LSD. No, but, I mean, come, man, what a message again. Like, yeah. come, yeah, together, come together, you know? Right all, right all, all, yes. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Over me. Yeah. But Just unbelievable. this album, too, the bass playing on this album, every song blows my mind. Like, if you're a bass player and you try, you want to learn the something tone, hard, too. learn, yeah, learn that this That tone on the record, too, was the first time I thought that the Beatles really found that... Oh, that's a great bass tone. Yeah. This was their last one. They finally yeah. got it right. And, yeah. and then the first time, maybe George has the best song on the record. Something. Well, George has two great songs. Yeah, two yeah. great songs on and this I, record. I don't think, I think... This was a number one, right? This was the Frank Sinatra song that he thought Lennon... Oh, right. <laughs> that's right. The best, right. best Lennon McConaughey song ever is something. I'm probably going to go out on a limb here, but this isn't one of my favorite Beatles songs. Mm. Interesting. I prefer, I prefer Here Comes the Sun. I prefer person. Here Comes the Sun. See, I think something blows it away. I skip, I skip over something. Really? Yeah. Okay, next, now do me a favor then. Next time you listen to it, don't skip it, but listen to nothing but the bass, bass line. Okay. The bass line That's is true. perfect. Bass is Here, insane. Well, here's, the two, insane. here's the two best things about the song for me is the bass line and the guitar solo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like the song, though. Okay. It's just... Interesting. It's like, just, it kind of just... Yeah. Oh, dude, I I I got to pull a penny lane in, and this yeah. one I disagree. And I think I think the melody of it, I think the, the I think George is coming into his own, like just flowering out into this guy. I agree with you. It doesn't it doesn't became, go a lot of places. Maybe is that what but it is for so you? Much better that I I don't know if it should have been second. Okay. I think right. part of that was them throwing him a bone. I think right? part of that was him taking the bone and going, listen, this But he starts off side too, though. Well, because I think, uh, you know, I remember reading something about John was saying, like, oh, he's been he's been held back all these years and yeah. yada, yada, you know. I think the fact that All Things Must Pass came out, like, two months after this as a yeah. triple album. He had so many great songs. Right? Like, I've been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, and then uh, another one of Paul's granny music songs, Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Love it. Do ya? Very critically derived. 
people oh, hate this. It's kind of dark when you really it's listen to the lyrics, right? It's it's granny music serial with killer? serial killer lyrics. Yeah, it's really insane. Uh, not one of my As favorites. She turns her back on the boy. Probably, he creeps up yeah. from behind. <laughs> like, la la la, killing someone. La la la. You know. Uh, uh, and also too, huge the album the the the, the instrument of this album is the Moog synthesizer. Oh yeah, it's, it's a, all over this album. Moog, is all Moog over, sorry, it's all over the place. I was going Andy Moog from the Edmonton Oilers. You pronounce yeah. it Moog. <laughs> Moog. Moog. Yeah, yeah. Moog. <laughs> Andy Moog. So yeah, the, 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 this song has a, a Moog solo in it. Uh, there's a lot of Moog synthesizer in this, and apparently he wrote this song around that. And also too, Ringo says this was the hardest song they ever uh, tracked. Was Maxwell? Is that right? It's That's like interesting. Paul wouldn't give it up. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Uh, this is when John got hurt in his car crash. So it was just the three of them, and he wouldn't give it up. And they had to track it every day. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and he's and Ringo's like, I don't know why we're spending so much time on this piece of shit song, <laughs> but I'll do it if you want. It's not a single, you know. Yeah. So and they actually had an actual anvil to hit the yeah. thing on. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, oh darling, as you know, my favorite Beatles song. Yeah. Wow. I think I think it's my favorite Beatles song. And this guy loses it like he you can see he dances he dances to it he sings along. when we put it on the bus that one time right i was just i couldn't i just i just can't believe this song the feeling the emotion this song could to me okay you know how i keep saying like okay there's the simple beatles it's really genius and simple but then there's also the complex this song i feel like is both mm-hmm you know, because there's a lot of complexity to it, but it's still quite si- like yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do, it's a doo wop. It's like a fifties, yeah. yeah. Oh, you I love it. And the singing, yeah. oh my god, yeah, he blew his voice out. Paul singing on this, and, I, and go, going back to Yellow Matter Custard, I, I don't know the, who sings on that one, but before oh, he the, Al, the band Yellow Matter, yeah, Yellow Matter, oh, Neil uh, Neil Moore. That's right. So when oh, he's yeah, about right. Neil's he's like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <and> <laughs> <laughs> kills it. You know, it's because you owe it to the song. You know what yeah. I mean? You gotta, you gotta go big on this song. It's just so. My cousin, God. my cousin was in a cover band. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do Old Darling." I'm like, "Who's singing it?" <laughs> yeah. This guy, I'm like, "Dude, don't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> Say it like that. It's, Stop uh, it." Yeah, if, if, it twist, is the if, if twist and shout is John's throat ripping vocal, this has this to be Paul's. Is especially Paul. the very, very last one. Oh, yeah. Nev, do you know that? Man, he left it on the and doing a little research. John said that he said I should have sang that. It's my style more than Paul's, but on this song, dude, Paul kills it. Paul, Paul's very versatile, and you know, you think Paul and we're kind of joking about like, oh, the granny sound or the like, you know. Yeah. But man, Paul, when he wanted to, dude, he throw helter skelter. He could, yeah, on, that's man. right. He, he could rip it up, man. Throw he statue. could do it all. Yeah, exactly. he could do it all. Man. And I think that's another reason why at this point it was the end because John. John was sick of it. He said, Stuart Copeland, you know, Sting had become the boss. Paul had become the boss and it eclipsed him as a musician and everything else and couldn't take it, you know. Uh, Octopus's Garden. I think this song alone is why Ringo should be in the Hall of Fame besides his drumming. He wrote it. He wrote yeah. it. With a little knows. help from George, right? A little help with George, even though George took no credit. Right. It's credit just to Ringo Starr, to Richard Starr. Right. Yeah. But everyone knows this song. Everybody knows Everybody this song. Knows this it's song. a great song. So he, if you have written one song in the world... That everyone knows, that's Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think you should win on that one. I like the song. It's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and like it's a more sophisticated Yellow Submarine, yes. almost like the sequel to Yellow Submarine. Absolutely. But, but it's his, and it's more sophisticated, yeah. you know. And also going back to your Blue Jay way, total underground singing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sounds like they're under the water, like how they did that effect. Yeah, yeah. Not and sure. That's great when you talk about, you know, Hotel California, right? This song feels like you're underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you exactly. feel they, it's they like they created a vibe. They yes. created an atmosphere. And if you've ever seen Love, uh, Cirque du Soleil. Oh, it's awesome. This is the centerpiece of the show because yeah. I mean, just imagine you know Cirque du Soleil's visual, right? Octopus's Garden. They build a legit Octopus's That's Garden. That's true, for the whole man. Thing. It's, it's incredible. It's such a great they create that atmosphere just with the music. It's really something. Uh, then for me, what might be my favorite Beatles song is "I Want You." She's so happy. Right. We discussed this. Great line by Jericho. This is Black Sabbath before Black this is Sabbath. Black Sabbath before Black Sabbath. Once again, this is a heavy, heavy tune. It's a little bit trippy, like some of those early Sabbath tunes. But this, to me, is the epitome of what the Beatles can do. It's simplistic. It's tough. It's progressive. Yeah. It's, it's the singing is great. The bass playing is great. There's tempo changes. There's weird right. salsa mixed parts right, right. in there. You know, like <laughs> this is your version of like Oh Darling for me, where it's the all-encompassing yes. Beatles. This is what the Beatles are about. Yeah, and I'll take one step for this album. Yeah, Desert Island. This is my Beatles Desert Island records. This is what the Beatles are all. I about. think so. Yeah. You know? But they just, nailed it. They nailed it. You did make a point. There's, um, I always felt there was this police song that's called Driven to Tears. Yes. That is very reminiscent of a part of the song when it kicks back in. It just reminds me yes, of that. It does. This song to me could go on and on and on. And just that. It just it just cuts. <sighs> and that's because Johnson cut it here. Yeah. <laughs> Mid thing. And once again, Moog all over this damn thing and then i love that it's like what seven minutes 42 seven minutes, seconds 47 seconds right it's, it's so long and even though it's seven minutes 40 seconds it just ends yeah <laughs> it's so abrupt but it's you know just, it, it, it's just going it's like that riff it's so heavy it's heavy metal this is heavy metal before heavy metal it totally is like she's it's it's so heavy you could yeah you could yeah. put like church bells in a bong yeah yeah like you know king diamond could cover this and it would work <laughs> yeah like, yeah it's, it's awesome i just man. the only th yeah i mean just you everything. actually got me to reevaluate my position on the song because i kind of liked it yeah, but yeah. i was like got ah, seven minutes 42 seconds yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then after you sold me on this, I re-listened to it and I was like, man, this is something. And the bass playing too. Bing, ding, ding, bing, ding, ding, ding. That's a little do, 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 weird do, do. little thing in it there. Awesome, like even yeah. if you're like a Billy Sheehan guy, you're going to have to try that and figure that out because it's not easy. So now let's go to the second side. Let me ask you guys a question. Does the medley start? Well, here comes the sun kicks off side too. Best song. Best George Eddie's song, ever, right? Ever, yes. Oh, wow, okay. I'm Best George thinking. Beatles song, I think too. I think. This song has... Everything about it that is just a hit. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful it's, song. That's a good call. A beautiful song. It's a beautiful and, and song. It's like right the sun comes up. Here yeah. comes. Yeah, you know. Do, uh, do, do. And they all participate and they all do a great job on it. Yeah, they're like, all playing this on it. This is a George yeah. song. Let's, let's really and it's a very much a Beatles song again, exactly. a yes. tying into the love and the optimism and like. Right. You know, and also the spirit of the band at the time, they knew this was their last record. They knew this is the end. And it's such an upbeat song yeah. because you would figure a lot of the songs would be kind of depressing. This is the opposite of that. Opposite. Most of these songs are very, and I think too, yeah. George. I think was, it was the weight of the world was off their shoulders yeah, at this point. They saw you know? the yeah. Right. And I think George too, as a singer really comes in like he, George has a, has, a, has a great voice. I don't think he really had a great voice up until the last couple of records where it became George's voice. Right. He came into his, his own personality. He's, right. He's in between. Confidence. He's confidence. He's confidence. That's right. He's not Paul or John, but he's, he's not Ringo either. He had a good kind of middle ground of that. Like you said, the confidence of it. So, so let me ask this. Does the medley start with because 
or does it start with you never give me your money? Or does I think it, start it starts with you never give me your money. Is that what you think it starts? Okay. I don't know how much money spent. Uh, because I don't think it goes with it, but it it all works. Yeah. Like okay, so I think officially though they've officially said the medley starts at a certain point. What do you got, Sammy? I was gonna say you never give me your money. Kind of is a standalone song, but then it's revisited in it's the medley. Revisited later on. Yeah. Yes. It's Which a standalone song, right? So, so I, I would say it's I feel like because it's its own thing, you never give me your money is its own thing, and then it really kind of starts. But for me, I always okay. acquainted with Sun King in there too. Well, on, yeah, uh, Sun uh, King's. It's I really for me, it's always been Mean Mister Mustard's words on on Wikipedia, and I agree. But on Wikipedia, they officially say that. And then of course, Wikipedia, everything is true. But right. they <laughs> the medley starts with "You Never Give Me Your Money." I would agree with that. But it's a, but, but it's Sun a, King is kind of a standalone song. I agree, but but let's go back to because first of all. Uh, weird song, basically acapella. Great acapella. singing, very Beach Boys yes. kind of influence. What Sun I, King? I no, because oh, because oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, dark. It turns me uh, very Beach Boys. Which by the way, this started the love soundtrack. Was this? This is how it that's started. right. Correct. Great. Oh, only acapella, right? Yes. Yeah. But I believe this whole song is acapella. But I hear a lot of the Beach Boy influence on, especially in this song. Oh yeah, yeah yes. big time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. Really, Sergeant Pepper. Oh yeah. You know, I didn't like. The song when I was a kid because there was no beat to it, but as a as a you know adult, the harmonies on this are the harmony. Yeah, incredible, right. incredible, incredible, incredible. It, that's exactly how I would yes. put my take on it. Right, it wasn't. It's, if, if, it's if not I a song. Yeah, you actually have to get up. This is for work. you guys, like the musicians. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, it's beautiful with headphones on. It's just beautiful to hear their voices, the way they work together, the oh. way they used to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like oh. what Charlie just did was just funny. Is that you have to get up and pick up the needle and move it to the next track. Yeah. It wasn't just pushing a button. Yeah, so you're right. Like, okay, is it worth it for me to listen to this for the next two minutes and twenty seconds, or should I just get up and move it? Yeah. You know. Uh, okay, so you never give your money. Uh, great song, great tune, yeah. perfect, very Paul. Yeah, yeah. Again, very yeah. Paul, but great, but great. Yeah. <laughs> and then how to call it money spent? Yeah, you know, Paul. Like, he almost talks like this. Yeah, he's it's like, like old timey Admiral Halsey voice. But doesn't this song kind of? Uh, here's, here's here's another thing. The part in the day in the life. The Paul section. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. this be in this? Yeah. Yes. Great right. well, point. Got, right. You're right. Got up. Got up got it's the same. Then, You're, yeah, right. Out of college. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That yeah. was part of the medley. I You're think. right. <laughs> You're totally right. <laughs> the great, great parts in this too. Like, we're like oh, that magic. Oh, that oh yeah. Feeling. One sweet dream. Ah, yeah. And it came true. And the guitar today. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a great song. And it takes, you know what I love about that song it takes you on a trip Good it's a ride absolutely. that song is a ride again, man. what, what a, like a like almost like a band on the run three or four yes songs agreed in one it yes. probably was yes yeah. well, you know what a great the precursor you but know? that when his voice gets real heavy yeah you know i forgot how heavy that it's is. awesome yeah. it's an awesome song got the car on the yeah yeah wow what a tune that that just i want to listen i can't wait to listen to the song after the podcast then it goes into that section which i was saying before but oh that magic but the guitar behind it yeah which is paul okay right you know 
it's just awesome. Uh, and then into Sun King, which, uh, which, which is not a favorite of mine. Not which, a favorite of mine. Yeah. Which is not a favorite of mine either. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. I think I don't know where in it fact fit. I don't it, know where it fits in this. Right, I almost think they could have. This album's it. as close to perfect as it gets, but this is one of the few like I think black eyes on it. And I'll tell you when it, when, they, when they lose me when they start sp- singing in Spanish. Well, yeah, yeah. And that's where I'm like, come on, guys. I don't get it. Quanto vale mucho. Yeah. I'm thinking this is John. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Alimore. And I'm just waiting for the, this. Is definitely get up. This this is worth walking across the room, <laughs> picking up. And Bathroom it's break. <laughs> it's like the crappy bridge between this awesome album and you never give me your money, and then yeah. this horrible little song, and then this wonderful medley. <laughs> One little, if we yeah. just get past yeah. Sun King, yeah, we get to the medley. This is to me where the medley starts with Mean Mr. Mustard. For me, yes. Which uh, c- coupled with Polythene Pan, these two weird characters that right. was like from uh, from uh, Yellow Submarine or yeah. something like this, but. Dirty old, like a dirty old man was singing a dirty song. Yeah, yeah. Such a dirty old man. Yeah. It's like pre, uh, pre-Aqualung. Yeah, yeah. It's, the snot is running down his, his nose. nose. Yeah. <laughs> but I love this song. Yeah, yeah. I love the way it intros. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. So then it goes into uh, Polythene Pam. Which is which is a moving little number. Love right? It, it moves. Which it could moves have been you. on the White Album, I, I think. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and she's so good looking that she looks like a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once again, baby, you're a rich man. Yeah, yeah. Lovely Rita. Rita Lovely Rita, yeah. yeah. Now, was Her Majesty in between Mustard and Polythene or between Polythene and she came into the bathroom window originally? Her Majesty? No. Yeah. So Her, Her Majesty, Majesty, they ended up placing, obviously, after the they end. Well, was, but there's a section missing. That's It's, it's, it's Majesty. But it was meant yeah. to be. I have be the whole thing. That whole, the original yeah. one. Charlie's got all the, the... It starts with... Her Majesty was originally between Mean Mr. Mustard and Polythene Pam. Wow. Because you can hear that last power chord. Oh, man. She's a... Um, yeah. Yeah. So then uh, she came into the bathroom window. Great tune. Amazing. Beautiful. Great tune. Amazing song. Uh, above the apple scruffs. I always, I also calculated it. He says she worked at 15 clubs a day. I said, that's impossible. <laughs> and I did the math. I go, there's no way. How is it no way? There's just no way. Like 15 clubs a day. How could she, what, even if she, how long is she working at these clubs? Half <laughs> an hour? Minutes. An hour? <laughs> is she working a 15 hour day? She probably she's has... not just going up there and doing one little. Hey, what kind of club? Is she a stripper? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's, she said she'd always been a dancer. Oh. She worked at 15 clubs a day. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's I always thought it was a stripper. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, there could be a little area in town Maybe that she could just jump from. But come <laughs> on. Amber. Who is this broad? Maybe what is this? Listen, this funny thing is, listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little shout out to Frankie. Uh, I lived on the Reaper Bond when I worked in, when I wrestled in Hamburg for six weeks. And there was about 15 or 20 strip clubs all within. They played in Hamburg. Maybe he did know a girl Holy who moly, would do a yeah. half hour set yeah. go to the next one. And she's all wired up on the meth. Yeah, Seven and a half know. hour, eight hour working day. Maybe she could do it. If she was that uh, in, uh, in 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 demand, but what I did guess. she say? She worked at fifteen clubs a day. And though oh, I thought I thought she knew the answer. Knew the answer. She. But I did. But she would, she would not, not say. say. Right. Uh, Didn't anybody tell her? Yeah. Sundays on the road to Monday. You ever heard the Joe Cocker? I'm sure you've heard the Joe Cocker yeah, yeah. cover of this. Great. Oh, yeah. 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 Great. Great. Yeah. What? We could go into that too. Who did the greatest Beatle? Oh, that's a harder song. Oh, jeez, right. man. A little help from my friends. It was yeah, Cocky did that. Oh, too. yeah, he yeah. took that to great, to a great new place. It's, oh, yeah, it's not good, but for '80s metal guys, uh, Motley Crue, Helter Skelter was one that everyone knew. Yeah, it's not a great version yeah. of it, yeah. but for kids, metal kids that, that took the Beatles to that era. Yeah, you know, you knew who the Beatles were. Joe Cocker, I think, did the best. One. I'd I say so, so too. 
I, w- I love his rearrangement of uh, Little Health of My Friends. Uh, the yeah. way he reconfigured Totally himself. different. Uh, and then goes into Golden Slumbers. <sighs> Beautiful. Oof, this Beautiful. Song. Dripping of Paul. But uh, there's some balls. Way. There's some balls in this one, too. Like when he first... You know, smiles awake yeah. when you rise. Good vocal performance. Yeah, that's a beautiful song. I wish it was longer. Me too. Great orchestra. Beautiful. The way George Martin arranged it. And then the way it goes into carry that way, the way it transitions is. There's a couple tunes Boom, in this bop, bop, that I bop, wish bop, were longer. Golden, I me think, too. I think Paul Athene Pam could have been a Golden a Slumbers type rocker as well. She came in through the bathroom window. Should have been longer. Yeah, yeah I mean, Golden Slumbers and uh, Carry That Weight. Yeah. You could give me two more yeah, minutes on each right. of those songs. You're right. You're right. Uh, carry Man. That Weight. Once again, this is the. Uh, so I heard. Okay. One of the few Beatles songs that have harmonies from all four members. Carry That Weight. Well, carry it's That Weight. Listed here. Once again, on Wikipedia, we don't know if it's true or not, as McCartney, Lennon, Harrison, and Starr. Right. Which would be the only other song besides Flying that got all four. Right. And it's I think vocal harmony is the wow. only one of all four. All I think. Four I think it may be. Well, not sure if it's the only one, but it's one of the only ones. I think I can hear Ringo in the background. Gotta carry that weight. <laughs> kind of, I think so, too. I think yeah. you can hear that. Carry that weight. You know they're giving him the low harmony. Yeah, right. like you didn't really... I feel like you didn't really get songs like that back then that had like this booming... You know, just the anthem. Yes, a very, very yeah, anthem. anthem. Yeah, yes, yes. And then it goes into the, the the ripper of the end. Once again, perfect. The epitome of perfect. Of the Beatles. So I think Paul really gets it, you know, <laughs> and um, like this is how the Beatles should end. Because Paul, this is Paul's kind of arrangement, right? The I, end. I it's, would, it's, I, it's a Paul yeah, song. He wrote it, right? And. It's so like, how do you write the last Beatles song ever? How do you have this all encompassing thing? Well, I, you know, the three solos bleeding into each other. And I heard, I don't know if this the is true, but solo. The, the drum solo, Ringo didn't want to do a drum solo. Right. So they actually played music over it. Then they pulled the music off, but everybody's got their shine. And yeah. this is what the Beatles are. Great this is vocals. how we play. And this is our message. Good Boom. Good call, One man. perfect perfect line to sum up the, the line, Beatles. The yeah. line sums it up. Gives, I have goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> that line is the Beatles. That song is the Beatles. And in the end, the love you take is, is equal, equal to the love you make. And that's life. That is life. That's that is poetry. You know that is I mean? magic. That comes from Confucius or Jesus or, or Allah. Or, or, that comes from Paul McCartney. Let me tell you one hilarious thing I read because, you know, like, so Paul and John, like, kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, but I remember reading this interview or maybe seeing this interview where John is kind of like, oh, yeah, Paul did a great job with the the end. He had some great line in there. It showed that Paul could write something good when he wanted to, <laughs> right? Like, Or he could write something deeper. Dick, he, like, he could he write some, his head to something. Well, when he wants to write something profound, he can. Like he had this great line in that song about something about um, – Something about uh, the love you put in is what you get back. Like, he didn't even know it. And it's the most iconic, right, 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 right. the most iconic <laughs> line ever. It, yeah. And he's kind of paraphrasing loosely, like, something about giving what you get. I don't know. It was pretty good, though. Like, we're, ta- we're talking about it 40 years, 50 years later. He's, oh, something like that. I don't know. It was the, perfect, uh, man. The, uh, the, uh, um, the, the vocal end is great, too, you know? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Are you going to be my dream? Yeah. And then I love the love you. Love you. Dude, it's a. Love
fucking masterpiece. There's no other way to put it. And that's a Paul lead that comes right in. Well, it goes to Paul, to George, George to, to Lennon. And I love that you could, like, you hear the personalities in the solos, Great man. Point. You hear yeah. it. You know. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, Paul, right? Paul that's John, in. right? Like, just wow, 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 Paul comes in with, with the shredder. Yeah. George does George. And then Lennon's just playing basic rhythms. Yeah. Is he straddling, like, yeah. It's choppy. Wow. It's choppy. It's aggressive. Hitting, and they're all great solos in their right. What do you think, Charlie? <sighs> I agree. I mean, just, just, it's, it's the perfect it's ending. It's a very sad ending to a whole thing. Just, as far as just the, the fact that thing. it's over? It comes, yeah. It's, yeah. It's done. You know what I also love about it, too? And, and, and it's, it's 26 seconds, but it's such a heavy ending. It is so heavy. And that's what the Beatles are all about. And you almost want to cry. Yeah. And then at the very end, there's this stupid little. I know, but I love Her that's Majesty. What, but that's what I love. But I love that. I wish it, it wasn't there because the end is perfect. But, but I also love the fact they did put it there. Like, yeah. listen, guys. It's only rock and roll. Yeah, that's true. Man, that's true. That's a great point. She doesn't have a lot to say. So yeah. like, it's, like you said, that's what a heavy would end. But the Beatles also had a sense of humor. That's right. Like no other band. That's right. So to drop that at the end, it's like, guys, like I said, yeah. it's okay. It's over. It's but still, be all right. it's Man, over. she's a pretty yeah. nice girl. But you know, and of course, Paul, Paul has to have the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great, isn't it? And even the way Her Majesty ends, like, there's another note because it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be part bum, of the. Bum, bum, well, it, it's yeah. it's it's so abrupt. Yeah. It's, and you're like, wait, the Beatles are done. <laughs> it starts with yeah, right. with that <laughs> yeah. with the chord from Pauline Pam. Right. But she's very nice. Boom boom. Yeah, that's how it. Boom boom. But I mean, Sammy, I think you just put the, the 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 key on that of being the ultimate way for the Beatles to end. If you could actually write your own obituary. Like wow, it's flawless, man. What a, what a great a great point on that, and uh, and and like credit to Paul because how do you do that? You know, yeah. how do you how do you take this eight year career uh, that transformed the world, yeah. transformed the music, and sum it all up in one song? And he yeah. did sum perfectly it all up in two minutes and five seconds. Perfect, perfectly, <laughs> yeah, perfect way to do perfectly. it. Perfectly, God, I got goosebumps. I wonder if he was even writing with John at that time. I think yeah. they're all kind of doing their own. Although this record, they wanted to get back to the old. Way I mean, because things. you see pictures of them sitting. Well, they did "Don't Let Me Down," and they did. You know, those were like you know. I think that's a well, total John. This is the weird thing about it because you see pictures of them at the time hanging together and stuff, and then you see Paul plays on the ballad of John and Yoko. Right. So they were still like you know. Hey, they, let's do this. They still showed up for work. Yeah. Right. They might not have liked each other, but it's like, we got a session. But they still hung out there. a bunch after the fact the they Beatles did. were broken up. They did. Right? Yes just, and no, I think. I think in 75, they started getting together more than people knew. I think once kind of the... Because I remember hearing this thing where one time Lorne Michaels on Saturday Night Live offered 10 grand for the Beatles to show up. It was three, it was three grand. grand. Oh, three <laughs> grand. Divided by four. <laughs> Eric, Eric Idol. Yeah. But yeah. George goes, that's pretty chintzy. <laughs> but apparently John and Paul were watching together at the time. We're like, hey, should we go? That's the And they didn't go, right. I never heard. Uh, well, there was that weekend that they actually did some stuff they did in LA. They were in LA changed. drunk. There's actually a bootleg out there of John and Paul and who else is it? Like uh, Gene Vincent. Harry Nilsson. Harry Nilsson. And Paul. that was another thing. Nilsson was very influential on those Beatles at the late, the latter part of the Beatles and I think he would have been the guy that might have got them together I, I think to this day that they would have got back together I think George would have been the guy that was the problem I think at that point he might not he want to do his own thing that. I think Lennon and McCartney would have done it for sure I think uh, I don't know I think George would have you know everybody thinks that I think George had the best uh, 
I think he was the most humorous of the band. He got comedy. Yes. Don't forget, he paid for the Ruddles to be filmed. Yeah, that's right. Which is one of the greatest. And Time Bandits. Uh, and Time Bandits. And a lot of, he had, he it was something very, to do with a, a lot of that Monty Python stuff. Life, was, Life, Life of Brian. Yeah. He was in touch with the Pythons very Right, closely. right. He had the humor. And he he financed a lot of what became the Ruddles with Eric Idle. They, they, they funniest. They, I agree. And they would they would have done something out of it. For sure. Yeah, uh, I think they would have done something. Final uh, favorite song, least favorite song. I think we can all agree uh, Sun King wins for all three of us. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the black eye on the King. Beatles history that is known as the Sun King. And you know, here's the thing. We hated Mr. Moonlight. Now we hate Sun King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. There's a, there's a pattern going yeah, on. Yeah. Right we hate Quit with the celestial the stuff, yeah. would you? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, best tune. I mean, can you even try? For me, it's Oh Darling, just What's because of the man. Yeah. man it's that's so too, good. Too hard to, yeah. I, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm gonna but go, come together, honorable men, honorable mention there. I'm gonna go, that's, you, you never give me your money just because I'm super excited about listening to it again. It's a great right song. It just depends yeah. what day it is, right? But, it, it, you know, Here Comes the Sun, I Want You, yeah, all these songs. They're just, all great. They're all great. It's amazing. It's got a, I think, personally, I think their best album, like front to back, complete I, album. It's just it's masterpiece, my, it's you know? Island it's Island for sure. I never really considered be like to be their best album. I would say it's their best album for 1969. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, how could you say it's better than Pepper? How could you say it's better? Than, I guess Revolver. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess for what I like of yeah. the Beatles, for From what Soul my strong right. Yeah, you know, a lot of people argue Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, I think for me, I'm more of a Abbey Road guy. It's just. It's a personal just, thing. Just like, are you a George guy, Paul guy, sure, sure, John? Sure. This is the same thing. Yeah. Some, some days I'll go through a White Album phase, right? Take Me that too. One. Yeah. That last time. So, Which, I mean, I think it just depends what day it is. By the way, I know you guys already did the White Album, but are you of the opinion you shrink that down to one album? No. Best ever? No. Oh, the best. You cut some of the fat I, on that. I don't know what songs you put on there because to me they're all really good in different ways, except for Revolution Number no. Nine, which is still a pioneering song. Which is definitely. Going into yeah, but come on. Stuff. I would say the worst song. <laughs> but fine, fine. You tried something new, but it's still shit. Come on. You know, come it's on. Still shit. Yeah. I, I couldn't put it down to one album. I couldn't either. It's, uh, I couldn't either. But There's moments that I would like. I don't like it. Like, if I had to choose the ten best songs, I don't need Bungalow it. Bill. Oh, I gotta so be awesome. honest. I don't. I don't need that. You can get rid of it, David. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we really need Rocky Raccoon on this thing. I love yeah, Rocky really Raccoon. Not. No, no. Rocky Raccoon has to he stay. He makes it. He makes it. <laughs> Is it Buffalo Bill or Bungalow no, Bill? It's bungalow, bungalow Bill. Bungalow Bill. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yoko appears on that. She does. He looks so fierce. <laughs> Dudes, what a great time. All right, that uh, was what a fun. Great time. Thank Beatles you. Dante three. Uh, hey, just so you know, I had a media call with twenty four outlets overseas, and they've been waiting for a half hour because I I had to. Do this podcast, so my priorities are in yeah, order here, people. Like blowing up. Yeah, yeah. We were going to touch on a Stones thing. We got to do Stones we have to podcast do last uh, next time. Stones sixty-seven to seventy-two. The Mick Taylor years. I said Mick Taylor years. That'll be our next one, unless we can finally get Portnoy. In which case, we'll do Beatles Bonanti Part Three. And we okay. got we got a bunch more albums to do, so plenty more to come. Yes. Let's Thank you very much for having me, Vols. Thank you so thank you. much. Thanks, guys. Anyone who knows us knows I'm the one that never speaks, so I'd just like to say thanks a lot. All right, thanks to Charlie from Anthrax. They are currently on tour with Slayer and Sami Zayn from the WWE, currently on tour around the world. For weighing in on the Beatles, we are trying to get a podcast about the Rolling Stones happening, but like you heard, we're going to focus on the Mick Taylor years. So many ideas and thoughts uh, about a great rock and roll. We're getting it on here on Talk is Jericho. You know where else you can get your rock on and your wrestling on and your rage on? How about the Chris 
Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, setting sail October 27th from Miami to the Bahamas. Remember, for as little as 150 bucks, you can uh, hold your cabin. And once you book it, everything is included in the booking price, all the food, all the activities, all the live podcasts, stand-up comedy shows, meet and greets, concerts, the chance to see Kenny Omega in the ring, the chance to see Corey Taylor in concert, the chance to see Craig Gass doing comedy, the chance to see Killing the Town live, all of these things covered in the price of your cabin. The only things that you pay for on the ship are drinking and gambling. If you don't drink, you don't gamble. You don't spend anything else because food is included. And plus, what else is included? All meet and greets and signings, all the shows featuring all of these incredible guests, including Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, SoCal Val, Mick Foley, Raven, Noel Foley, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Rey Mysterio, coming back to New Japan on uh, June 9th at uh, Osaka Dominion, New Japan. I'll be there versus Naito. Cyrus and Paul Lazenby from Killing the Town. Paul Lazenby has replaced Lance Storm as the co-host of Killing the Town. Go check that out on podcast one now it's better than ever pat patterson will be leading karaoke nights hall of famer in the wwe the keeping it 100 crew conan disco inferno shane helms jojo the twink boy the philly twink boy will be there beyond the darkness dave and uh, and tim telling some scary tales dave was great last week on the art bell tribute show uh check it out right here in westwood one colt cabana marty DeRosa doing the unprofessional wrestling show that's a funny thing brad williams is a funny thing ron funges is a funny thing the aforementioned craig gas is funny sal and Q from Impractical Jokers will be there. Busted Open Radio, Dave LaGreca, Corey Taylor from Slipknot and Stone Sour will be performing. Fozzie will be playing both of our top 10 hits, I guarantee that, Judas and Painless, and there's maybe even a third one on the way. Phil Campbell, the bastard son, straight out of Motorhead, straight onto the cruise. King, the stir from Atlanta, Georgia. Dave Spivak Project from Calgary, Alberta. The Cherry Bombs, the darlings of rock and roll. Shoot to Thrill, the world's greatest ACDC cover band. They're female. Blizzard of Ozzy, the world's greatest Ozzy cover band. They're male. And and of course, the Ring of Honor presenting the Sea of Honor tournament aboard the ship. Matches happening in the middle of the ocean, and the winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship shot in the future. Kenny Omega will be wrestling. The Young Bucks, the villain Marty Skrull, Cody, don't call him, Rhodes, Adam Page. That's the entire Bullet Club will be there. Briscoe Brothers, Dalton Castle, Frankie Kazarian, uh, Christopher Daniels, Jay Lethal, Chibuga, 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 Mandy Leon, Brandy Rhodes, Kelly Klein, Matt Taven, Flip Gordon, Delirious, Kenny. King, Silas Young, the Beer City Bruiser, the Dogs are going to be there. So many amazing, amazing performers are going to be there. Uh, Chris Jericho's Words of Jericho, you'll see that live on the cruise. You're going to see it live also in Glasgow, Manchester, and London, May 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Still a few tickets left for uh, Glasgow and London. Not many. I believe that's inside the ropes.co.uk or something. Just Google it inside the ropes. You'll find it. Lots of great stuff coming up. Uh, uh, remember uh, the Judas Rising tour. Go to FozzyRock.com. I'll start listing all the dates for that. ChrisJerichoCruise.com for all information on cabins. Go book your cabin now. Be a part of history. The inaugural, and it won't be the last, uh, Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. The Regatta of Wrestling. It's going to be happening. It's going to be huge. It's going to be amazing. Speaking of amazing, coming up on Wednesday, Freak Show Wrestling is going to be here. Kizarni himself, Sin Bodhi, talking all things Freak Show Wrestling out of Las Vegas. Talking about the Kizarni gimmick. Talking about growing up with Edge and Christian. It's a great show, and you're going to love it. And it's still then. Uh, until then.
Until then, have a great weekend. We love your weekend. Stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. And a big yeah, boy. And go listen to Sun Cake for yourself. Make your own conclusions. And tell me what you think at Talk is Jericho. See you on Wednesday. A very big thank you to everybody for coming along here today. I'm making it. Well, you know, you made the show anyway. Wonderful audience.